0: I hands to heaven and thank the Lord for His great, great mercy and grace upon us. What a word from heaven through Pastor Nugwa this morning. Father, we just give you thanks. We praise you. We honor you. We worship you. We magnify your name. Kai. Our lives are being reconstructed and changed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for instructions. Thank you for revelations. Thank you for comprehension. Thank you for impartations. Thank you because our lives are moving upwards and forwards. We honor you. Thank you for the things that you have made us. Thank you for what we have become. Listening to your word. Being impacted by your spirit. We give you thanks. This morning again, I yield myself as a tool and vessel in your hands. I ask that you think through my lips. Think through my mind and speak through my lips. Let it be all of you and none of me. I publicly declare before your people that except you manifest yourself in this place. I'll fall flat upon my face i'm totally relying upon you we thank you for all that you'll accomplish even in this next session thank you because your people's testimony will be multiplied thank you because our joy will be made full thank you thank you thank you if i were to give you all the glory and honor and praise we'll be content to receive the blessing in jesus precious name let all that agree with that prayer shout hallelujah Let all that grew that prayer shout glory, 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 glory. Wow. Give the Lord the greatest shout you can. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Kindly be seated in God's holy presence. Wow. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Listen our Bibles please to Luke the fourth chapter. In trying to bring forth my part in um, this great car meeting. Praise the name of the Lord. Continue in grace. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 4. Let's read from... Um, thank you, Lord. Let me see. Let's read from um, verse 16. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Thank you Lord. Glory to God. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Alright. I do understand this technology thing is everywhere. Many times it's not; it's really not the fault of the guys in the studio. Sometimes technology just has its way. And he, talking about the Lord Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. That was a scroll that he read from. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Praise the Lord. That means he went there deliberately. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. He has sent me to set at liberty them that are bruised. He has sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Glory to God forevermore. I said, glory to God forevermore. If you wouldn't mind, please, may I have that in the Amplified Classic Translation? I'll read that also. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus came to Nazareth, that Nazareth, I like that. That Nazareth, where he had been brought up. Just like me, I was brought, born and bred in Joss, and God sent me back to Joss with all of my mistakes. I said, God, send me to Lagos or Portaco. They don't know about me, but in the same city, I've messed up. I've done all kind of things. God, sent me to that city. <laughs> one, of my, one of my late, um, he's kind of a distant uncle. Um, uh, he, was, he, was, he was a late um, archbishop, Catholic archbishop. He was supposed to be made a cardinal just before his death. Actually, he was supposed to come back to just be made a cardinal, but he passed on before he got there. One of those days, he looked at me, and he sat down. mean, He said, you he was telling me, how, sir, I, I heard that they have called him to the ministry. You know, he just there with this regalia. And look at me, you know, young guy there. Or much younger than I am. I'm still young, but much younger than I am now. <laughs> I'm still young in Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, he was looking at me. I was saying, trying to try ask me, what do you know about ministry? Have you done this? Have you been there? One of my uncles said, do you know how to use candles to pray? And I said, yeah, I don't know how to do all those things. But I have revelation of God's word. That's all I do. <laughs> Anyway, so he came to Nazareth, that Nazareth where he had been brought up and he entered the synagogue as was his custom on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And there was handed to him the roll of of the book of the prophet Isaiah and he opened or unrolled the book and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He has sent me to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, who are bruised, who are crushed, who are broken down by calamity. Wow. He has sent me to proclaim, glory to God, the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation and free favors of God profusely abound. Somebody shall glory. The day, wait, well, no, no, verse 19 please. Just, yeah. The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Glory to God forevermore. So Jesus just came out of his season of, you know, temptation out of the desert there and went into the wilderness, oh sorry, the synagogue and he picked up the roll, went straight to the book of Isaiah and he read actually, this is Isaiah chapter 61, I think the first two verses or so. Praise the Lord. And he declared his mission statement. As a matter of fact, okay, let's, go, let's read verse 20. Verse 20. Thank you. Then he rolled up the book and gave it to the, back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were gazing attentively at him. Verse 21. And he began to speak to them. Today, This scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. Hallelujah. In other words, he was saying, I am the fulfillment of this prophecy. I am come. I am he. Praise the name of the Lord. I am the one. Now, briefly, can we go also to John chapter 1, verse 14? Glory to God forevermore. And the word became flesh. Hallelujah. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father praise the name of the lord full of grace and truth oh hallelujah so the person who was talking to them on that day, in that day is that grace hallelujah he came and said these words today are fulfilled in your hearing and the word became flesh and was and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth praise the name of the lord And verse 16 said, of his fullness have we all received and grace upon grace and love gift upon love gift. My point is that the one who spoke to them that day was the personification of grace. The embodiment of grace, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the message he declared to them that day, he said, I've come to declare to you salvation acceptable year of the lord the day of god's salvation and the day when god's favor free favors profusely abound now i want to make a, a bit of commentary on that but if you if you look at this really jesus was talking actually about what the jews knew to be the day of jubilee now can we also read this let me just read this from um the passion translation i'll read it from the passion translation Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Jesus came to declare that acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Let me just get my... Praise God. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, the Passion Translation. Well, let me just just quote that bit of it. The end of that says, I've come to share the message of Jubilee. Oh, hallelujah. For the time of God's great acceptance has begun. Oh, glory to God. I have come to share the message of Jubilee. The time of grace, God's great acceptance has become. Jesus is the grace of God personified. Are you here, somebody? And when he came on the scene, he was coming to say, look, people, Isaiah 61 now is, is fulfilled. And the fulfillment of that. I've come to bring a new era. Hallelujah. I've come to bring a new dispensation. In this new dispensation, is characterized by the free favors of God. It's salvation. It's the free favors of God. The day of God's acceptance has begun. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. In other words, I've come to break the mold. I've come to change the dispensation. I've come to change the season. Hallelujah. He said, I've come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great God's great acceptance has begun. And friends... Good news. That is our message. Oh, that is our message. The time of God's great acceptance is here. Hallelujah. Jesus lived it out for three and a half years. He went to the cross. He died. He finished those works. He was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. He opened this thing up to the world and thank God from the time that he was raised from the dead. Glory to God. This is the message that we herald that the time of God's great acceptance is here. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Of course, the Amplified Classics says the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The New Living Translation says, um, and, and, and that I've come to declare that the time of God's favor has come. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to declare, NIV said, I've come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what the NIV says. Hallelujah. The message says, I've come to declare that this is God's year to act. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> and I said, This is not just God's year, this is God's time to act. So, from the time that Jesus came, He died, He was raised from the dead, God has been acting. I said, God has been acting. Seen, overseen, overseen, and God is still acting in your life today. And what kind of action? The acts of grace. Praise the name of the Lord. So, in the season of God's action, I love how Dr. uh, Pasnuga said it, that God is always working behind the scenes. Oh, glory to God. Say God is working behind the scenes. Right now, in my favor. And that's the grace of God. That action of God towards us. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. All right, thank you, Lord. Now, let's look at this again, the Amplified Classic. I want to make one or two comments on that, because that really touched my heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Pastor Nugo was talking about the fact that we should live in the consciousness of the fact that the grace of God that has been given to us is sufficient for us. And the faith of God that we have is sufficient. Actually, is understanding God's grace that produces faith, like she clearly says, and that it is sufficient. That means no matter what meets us, no matter what comes our way, at any point in time, we are always ready. Oh, hallelujah. Say, I'm always ready. Oh, that really blessed me. The grace of God has made me always ready. I don't have to get myself together. If it came to me, then I'm ready for it. The faith I have now is sufficient for it. God's grace doesn't need to get ready. God's grace is already ready. So I'm conscious of that grace, so I'm already ready. Praise the name of the Lord. But look at this. He said he has come to declare in the Amplified Classic that the, the, the season, glory to God, of salvation, the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Hallelujah. Now, you know, nature, a favor, I beg your pardon, by by definition, if you want to look at the definition, I'm not going to the Greek or Hebrew, but favor by definition is um, undeserved access. One of the definitions. Access that you don't deserve. Praise the name of the Lord. For example, if you were going to go to the presidency right now, you would need clearance or a pass to get through those gates. That's a rock. Praise the name of the Lord. But just imagine that there's a kind of that, that, that and you, may, you must have to have some kind of ranking. Either we are working there or maybe somebody that is in there gave you some kind of note or gave you some kind of permission to get there. Isn't that right? So you need a pass or permission to get into it. Praise the name of the Lord. And... Some people have it because maybe they're related to people working there. They're related to the president. Maybe some other people have it because they are working there. So by default, because they're working there, it qualifies them to be there. Maybe some other people have it because they know somebody that knows somebody. Praise the name of the Lord. Or that knows somebody that knows somebody. Down the line. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. But what if you're in a situation that you just got there. And you don't know Anybody. But the gate man just let you in. You wonder, maybe you have lost his job or something. I remember one time there was serious, many years ago, serious fuel shortage in, um, in Joss. And, um, you know, I went out looking for, for petrol that day. And I was just wondering because, I mean, everywhere the lines were almost in kilometers at the filling stations, gas, gas stations, uh, petrol stations. And so I just came and I was just driving down one of the central uh, downtown in Jaws. And then I, I just seemed to see a petrol station. And there were just like two or three or four cars there. And I said, my goodness, there's no line here. So I just drove in. I just drove in. And I'm, I'm, this was with all sincerity. I just, I just drove in there and I parked behind there. I said, oh God, you're so good to me today. My goodness, look at all these lines, like kilometers. These guys, no, no line. I just drove in. And I parked and I saw people just looking at me. And I was just wondering, why is this guy looking at me? I have a car. I want petrol. I just drove into the petrol station. I mean, they were looking at me. I said, they were going to kill me. I said, what? Why all this angst? I I just drove in. I said, I I just want petrol. So they, you know, they just served me. And I don't know. I just, I looked at them. I didn't even bother. I said, I I want to buy petrol. So I bought the petrol and filled my tank and then left the filling station. And as I was driving out, revelation hit me. I saw the line beyond where my eye could see, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation hits me. <laughs> now I understand why these guys were, they feel like killing me. <laughs> I guess the, the reason why they didn't respond, you know, Nigeria is a wonderful country. Maybe they thought, oh, this one don't touch you, you never know. Because you never know Nigeria this day, you never know. Someday can come, come out of a keke napep and, and ruin your career. So, just take it easy. <laughs> That's when I saw the long line. Ha! And I said, God, thank you for, thank you for covering my eyes. <laughs> because honestly, if I see that line, I'll know I've done that. But it just hits me. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the favor of God. I said, that's the favor of God. I'm not saying there's anything wrong taking the line. But I'm saying that is the favor of God. Pastor Nugo was talking about comprehension. Listen, I had, I had a comprehension that day. My comprehension was my lack of comprehension. <laughs> Glory to God football. But it got me thinking that day. People stay days on those lines. Praise the name of the Lord. So, favor by nature, by de- one of the definitions of favor is undeserved access. Access to a place you don't deserve. Listen, by, by, by right, I was not supposed to be there because honestly speaking, I mean, I'm, I have a conscience. I wouldn't have come and driven into there if I knew those guys were on those lines. Some of them have been there for days. But something happened and I got there. I, did, I didn't deserve it that day. But I got access. Oh, glory to God forevermore. So, that alone is good. But I like it, it says, the free favors. What are we talking about here? Undeserved access is good enough. But when you add free to undeserved, oh dear Lord Jesus Christ, are you here somebody? I think God is just trying to put, give us an idea, paint a picture in our mind. He said, in this day of salvation, where the free favors of God profusely abound, now, permit me, uh, words, words do a lot for me. That's just where I'm wired. Praise the Lord. So, just indulge me today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord a little bit. Glory to God forevermore. I said, glory to God forevermore. Let's look at this word profuse a little bit. Hallelujah. You see, this is what Jesus came. He, this is the embodiment of who he is. Are you here, somebody? Now, profusely means to pour forth liberally. To pour forth liberally. I like that especially when you think about money. Praise God. When you think about other things that you need. That money cannot buy but life demands. Profusely also means extravagant. Oh, are you here somebody? Profusely means exhibiting with great abundance. It means bountiful. Okay, so let me break it down a little bit now. Inside of profuse means extravagant. Extravagant, now look at this. Extravagant means exceeding the limits of reason or necessity. Are you here, somebody? One of the words of the Lord that we have received for calm meeting is that God is going, exceeding our expectations, right? Exceeding the limits of reason or necessity. Do you believe that God wants you to go beyond the realm of necessity? Oh, hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, look at this. Get, look at this. It gets better. Lacking in moderation. Ah, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You know, Fred Price was talking one time, the late uh, Fred Price, and he said that people should not, you know, bash him. If, he's, if He said, if you want to drive a Volkswagen, you can drive one. But he said, as far as it's concerned, transportation is transportation. So, if you want to believe for a Volkswagen, believe for one, but I, I'm going to believe for a Rolls Royce. <laughs> now, look, I know there are stages in life, but I'm just trying to get a point across. He as far as he's concerned, it's just, transport, it's just transportation. Okay, so he's going to decide what kind of transportation he wants to drive in. So, it means lacking in moderation. That means when it comes to this grace, God is not being moderate about it. Oh, glory to God forevermore. Lacking in moderation, lacking in balance. When it comes to the grace of God, lacking in restraint. That means when, when God is considering you, he's not being moderate. He's not being balanced in the lavishing his grace to you. I understand there's balance to life, but this grace coming to you is not balanced. Oh, hallelujah. If it's balanced, you will not say, my cup runs over. I like how Keith Moore said, he said, don't, doesn't God know when the cup is full? Why does he keep pouring? We know God is not wasteful. Is it not the same God that said 12 baskets that should kept; let nothing be missing? I mean, let nothing be wasted. But when it comes to God lavishing his grace on us, he's not balanced, he's not moderate, he's not restrained. And he came to announce this season. And he said, I am here. This is who I am. This is what I've come to, 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 to institute. Are you here, somebody? Yes, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Can I go on? extra vega means spending much more than necessary do you know how much it costs to get one soul saved israel habonki that really helped me in this area he said the the price it costs to get one soul saved is the price that it costs god to do everything around everybody involved in getting that one person saved i mean somebody came to preach to you somebody came to preach to them and all the people that came to preach to them along that, in, that, in that chain is all involved in God's resources. What it took God to keep them alive, money and things that money cannot buy. What it took God to preserve them from dying, doing all this kind of thing to, to keep them in the place where to get the gospel to you. So everybody in that chain and all the cycles of the, the chain of influence all along the line. He said, if you look at it, it may cost God trillions of dollars to get one person saved. But God said you are worth it. God said, "You are worth it." When it comes to you, God personal no expense. He gave His very best, Jesus, for you. See, folks, this is supposed to mark our mentality. Because one of the things when we come to great meetings like this is when we talk about enlargement of heart, we're talking about God doing something to our minds, renewing our minds, so that our mentality will change. Because if, if as our mentality changes, our capacity to receive increases. Now, this is God. Are you here, somebody? Spending much more than is necessary. He uses the word prodigal. (laughs) You know what prodigal means? It's characterized by profuse or wasteful expenditure. Recklessly spendthrift. Luxuriant. Luxuriant. It's marked by profusion or excess. Okay, what am I saying? What I'm saying is that when it comes to God's grace towards man, he's luxurious. He does not consider cost anything. You look at it. He gave his best for us. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says, If God did not spare his own son, his only son, but gave him up for us, how shall he not also with him do what? Freely give us what? How many things? I said, how many things? I said, how many things? That means... With Jesus, it's not that Jesus. It's not that God gave us Jesus and then and then He gave us all things. No, but when when He gave us Jesus, that was the all things He gave us. Are you here, somebody? It's like you go to a supermarket. Maybe you go down into um, one of these branches of um, um, what is this um, shoprite? Thank you. And you go in there, and your budget was, you know, let me just get, you know, toothpaste, um, a toothbrush. A few things, a kind of milk and something. You make your little budget, maybe ten thousand, five thousand, whatever, and you go in there. And as you enter into that place, just assume as you're going there and you are checking out. Somebody looks at you and they're looking at you, looking at you, looking at you, and you're wondering, ah, am I a criminal? And they're looking at the paper, looking at the paper, looking at you. Excuse me, sir. Are you? Are you? Or, uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Are you? This, this, this so, 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 so person. He said, yes. He said, we've been looking for you. Why have you been looking for me? Well, somehow or the other, we did some kind of whatever, and, 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 we, and, and the, the owner of this place just woke up and said that um, they want to will and bequeath this entire place to you and you thought maybe it was a joke, and you went out and everything checked out, really, 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 and it was so. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, and it was so. I said, and it was so. In reality, it was not a fluke. It's not 419. Now, very sincerely, just be very honest. I know you're moderate. I know you're decent. I know you're lovely. I know you're nice. I know you're prudent. But would that affect your shopping list? I said, would that affect your shopping list? Will you just take the toothbrush and the toothpaste they went into? Let's imagine this kind of mall. They have a place for electronics. They have a place for cars. They have a place for this. I know you, I know, anyway, I know, I know, I, I know you guys are Savannah people. Will it affect your shopping list? Will it, oh, not humble and nice. I know, I know God is teaching me prudence and decency. So let me just take my little toothbrush, let me take my little can. I don't know, I don't know, but the way I'm seeing your eye, the way I'm seeing your eye, the way I'm seeing your eye, eye, you'll not be like that. That day, some of you will drive a car out. That day, that day, some of you will say, hey, let me go and get this, uh, you know, this kind of television that they do. Is it 4D now? You you wear that thing now, and you'll be looking at the thing in light, which is like, you're inside the television. Are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? So, when God gave you Jesus, it's not He just said give you Jesus and something. No, when you came into Jesus. Are you here, somebody? Jesus is the supermarket. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the supermarket. Glory to God forevermore. The problem is, the only challenge is, you can, you can only shop to the extent that you know that thing belongs to you. Because the moment your mind is renewed to the fact that the supermarket now belongs to you, you'll not be afraid that when you leave with something, the gate man will call you back. The security people will call you back. So you can only take to the extent that it comes to your consciousness that is yours. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God forevermore. So that is, the, that, is, that is the thing that is, there are many other words that I don't want to bore you with right now. But my point simply is this. The free favors of God, they profusely, they profusely abound. So that word profusely is talking about an endless flow. Are you here somebody? Of extravagant abundance. When it comes to the grace of God towards man. Hallelujah. Now remember when Jesus showed up on the scene. One of the things that he came to do was to reveal to the Jews. You know the Jews in the natural at that time where their God's covenant people on the earth. Naturally speaking. And he came to reveal to those Jews who the father God they've been worshipping really is. All they had to remember was the law, like we know. And you know, you know how tedious that law was. So Jesus came to reveal to them who the father really is. But truly speaking, you know, many times we need to put ourselves in people's shoes. It was, it was like a, it's a shock to them. I mean, moving from the Lord to grace is a a shock to them. It's like shock treatment. It's like somebody coming out of somewhere where you have sub-zero temperatures and they immediately introduce you. I mean, it's like taking you from Siberia where there's sub-zero temperature and then they move you to the equator. Immediately, it's a shock. Oh, hallelujah. But I guess because of the deep-rooted nature of this thing, God had to shock them. And that's why when you first begin to hear some of these things especially if you've been coming from a background where you've not heard about the grace of God before it's, it's a shock to the system but sometimes religion has to be shocked like that you can't pamper it out you must shock it out oh, glory to god you must give it shock treatment you can't go gradually with the if not to convince you to go back you have to shock yourself out of it so Jesus came to reveal to them who that father who that god is he he, he translated from from a, from from an rsm with the law to our father. They didn't understand that. Are you here, somebody? So he came to introduce them. And now he's telling you that before you have to keep, is this 600 something, something, statutes which they could not keep. You have to do this, do abolition, this, this. What a tedious life. And now he's coming, and coming to tell you that the favor of God, free access, it, it abounds. And it's, I want, I want to give you this thing. And, and I want you to enjoy it, not even because you deserve it. It's a shock. But that's the truth. I said, that's the truth i said that's the truth now apart from that that's the jews but apart from that jesus came of course we know this that all the dealings of israel were really a type of, of the church god has a plan for natural israel still no doubt but is but the but the but but his, god's dealings with israel also typified the church and god's plan for the church so jesus was coming to give to 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 to, to, to you know to bring forth the church the body of christ his body his bride and you look at this he came to save <laughs> hallelujah i said hallelujah now look at this the man he created and put here betrayed him now it's an amazing thing we look at first timothy chapter 2 verse 14 the bible said that eve was adam was not deceived it was eve that was deceived hello i said hello now you know it's amazing to me that adam knew fully well the consequences of what he was doing and he did it that's amazing adam knew what he was doing eve did not adam knew praise the name of the lord i mean i don't know if there's a word higher than betrayal or treason adam knew what he was doing this, he knew God. He knew the goodness of God. He fellowship with God. I mean, he, but he knew what he was doing when he ate that fruit and the implication of it. In other words, he, he he deliberately said, "God, I don't need you. I don't want you. I'm declaring independence from you." It's like you're saying, "God, you're not good, or you're not good enough." It's like he shook hand for God's eye and say, "You're bad. You're not, I I I better take care of myself." Now, the, the height of that is treason and betrayal. But what was God's response to Adam's treason and betrayal? Oh, glory to God. To bless him with something that he did not deserve. To bless humanity with something that we did not deserve. What was God's response? Because Adam's sin, of course, like we know, affected all of us. God's response to that level of high treason, praise the name of the Lord, is to lavishly forgive. Not just to forgive, not just to reinstate, to make better than before. Oh, hallelujah. Not just to make better than before, to lift man up to his own class. Oh yeah. You know, this is what challenges me in leadership. Jesus style of leadership. It's not just raising men, it's making men what he is. Kai hey. man, that's a high class of leadership. That God is standing and God is not God is not intimidated by making by by putting people in his own class. Dear Lord. I said, dear Lord, raising men and putting them in their own class, I discovered that when you bring people to where you are, it doesn't make you inferior, praise the name of the Lord. Somehow it even elevates you. That's a different model of leadership completely. That when he, Adam got saved, I mean, when when God was, 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 was dealing with the consequence of Adam's sin, which was falling upon the entire humanity, not only did he freely forgive, but he, and, but, 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 he reinstated. Not only did he reinstate, he brought to a better place than the, the Adam was. He brought man to his own level and his own, his own status. Praise the name of the Lord. Just like one of our precious ministers here, I can't remember which one, but, that, but that, 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 that really touched me. I can't remember what session that was. I mean, that, that really hit me. So that, I mean, I mean that, that perspective really blessed me. So, God is giving us the opportunity to stand before Him in righteousness. Was that Reverend Tokes was talking about that? That, But I think that thing hit me. I mean, I made a starve to meditate over over and over and over again. God putting us in a place where even He cannot accuse us. What kind of security is that? What kind of security is that? That God by Himself put us, who are rebels in Adam, to a place. we can fellowship with him on terms of equality where god the way the thing that hit me in that was uh, where god himself cannot look at us and say that i me myself i can't accuse you and you're qualified to fellowship with me as an equal now that's uh that's are you here somebody now if god has done that for you and for us in christ what has he not done oh hallelujah what is your money What is the project in front of you? Praise the name of the Lord. What is your future? What is your destiny? If God has done that, are you here somebody? Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus came and he said that I am the embodiment of this grace and I've come to declare to you that in this day, salvation and this is the character of this salvation free favors of god profusely abound so this jesus is the grace of god personified and jesus saying this is the gospel we have come to declare to the human race praise the name of the lord hallelujah i said hallelujah i said hallelujah i said hallelujah like i was saying i think i mentioned it yesterday um I was, I, I was trusting God. We're always trusting God for uh, lots of things. But <laughs> there was some particular situation. And um, there were many things. Needs in the ministry and around us. So many things. I mean, there were just heavy things going on everywhere. You know, and I was just worshiping the Lord and everything. and just reaching out in my spirit for quickening from God's spirit, you know. And this phrase just rose up in my spirit. The free favors of God profusely abound. And I just saw it. Praise the name of the Lord. I just lifted up my eyes towards that. The free favors of God profusely abound. For, uh, Salma, the grace of God is about God's supply to humanity. Grace is a supply word. Righteousness, swallowing up sin. Healing and health, swallowing up sickness and disease. Superabundance, swallowing up lack. Praise the name of the Lord. If we are going to continue in grace, we must understand that grace is a supply word. Hallelujah. Grace people are supply-minded. Oh, hallelujah. I said, grace people are supply-minded. Grace people are supply-minded. Grace people are supply-minded. Oh, and we boldly say again this morning, there's a mighty supply. The healing power of God has swallowed up sickness. The power of God to preserve. The power of God to protect. The power of God to establish your destiny. God always working behind the scenes. This thing God is saying is that there's a fountain flowing. My favor, my undeserved access, undeserved access to everything that I have is freely flowing to you today. So in the face of our need, we must lift up our eyes and be supply minded. There's too much money. There's too much preservation. There are too many opportunities. Praise the name of the Lord. I can never be stranded. I can never lack. Oh, glory to God. Shout, there is, there is a mighty supply. That's the word in my spirit. I said, that's the word in my spirit. The favor of God is not, but it's free favors. And they have been dispensed already. Not going to be dispensed. Before the need ever showed up, the free favors of God had already taken care of it. You see, but we hear these words so that we can connect with it. Praise the name of the Lord. I still see that the Lord will be better to you between now and the end of this year than he was from the start for now. Oh, some of us are going to see some miracles. It's going to, uh, is, is the year just beginning? Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I see, I see supernatural events lined up for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see your tears been dried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, there's something being dispensed. There's something dispensed. There's an over... I, I want to use these words. Maybe you should go and do that word study. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a staggering, stupendous supply of resources to you. The ultimate resource, actually Jesus. Out of him comes everything you'll ever need. So, man, let's, let's keep in our minds that there's an extravagant supply towards us. The real supply is Jesus. And the favor that he brings. Are you here, somebody? Uh, But he affects every aspect of our lives. Every aspect of our lives. Now let's go back to Luke chapter 4. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to verse 18 again. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So Jesus came and he declared, I am this grace. Hallelujah. I'm the fulfillment of this I have come to institute this thing, to bring in this new dispensation, this new era, this new season. This is how it's going to be characterized. Praise the name of the Lord. And you know, that's why I guess the gospel is called good news. It's all good news. It's never bad news. Like literally, it's all good news. Literally. Verse 18. Verse 18. Thank you. Hallelujah. The free favors of God profusely abound. I want you to meditate on that word profusely. Oh God. I love this. I mean, it's it's prodigal. You know what prodigal means? Prodigal means reckless. (laughs) Almost characterized as wasteful. Sir? Oh, okay. It's one behind me. Oh, okay, sir. Thank you, sir. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So, you see, Jesus saying, I am this grace, and he began to break it down. And really, if you look at it, all of Jesus' ministry, yes, I know he, he said so many other things, but this, everything Jesus ever did and said, this was the base of what he did. So, all the other teachings Jesus was giving them and all of that, it came out of this base. Hallelujah. Now, it's important that we understand our father's heart. See, in relationship, if, if, if you don't understand the heart of a person, you will never be able to understand their actions. The thing about relationship is not looking at people's actions though. Look at their hearts. You see, once you capture their hearts, their actions won't be so important to you. They may, they may make a misstep. God doesn't make any mistake, but... Let me just bring up natural and human relationships. Once, if some people make mistakes towards you or do some things towards you in their natural relationship, but once in your natural, in the way you relate at any level, you relate to people. But if you understand their heart and know their heart towards you, it will help you interpret their actions. It will help you regulate things. You will not be so sensitive. This person did this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. When you understand somebody's heart, it becomes easy to relate with them. Are oh, you hear somebody? So that should be our goal. We understand the Father's heart. Jesus came. This is the Father's heart. Praise God forevermore. In the dispensation I'm bringing, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, glory to God, to preach the gospel to the poor. (laughs) uh, This is not poor in spiritual. (laughs) God, look at that. It's not poor in spirit. It's beggarly. It's destitute. Oh, hallelujah. Totally without means or resources. That means this gospel and this grace that God brought addresses poverty. Oh, hallelujah. God does not want people destitute beggarly. Are you here, somebody. God doesn't want people scraping in life. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. The spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I like the way he says that. Jesus came. I said, look, poor, destitute person, poor person. You don't have to be poor anymore. You don't have to be destitute anymore. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. Now, I don't have all the time, but let me, let me just try and shoot this thing straight. When it comes to the issue of financial material resources, praise the name of the Lord, God's plan for us primarily is supernatural. Secondarily is work. God believes in work, but that's not the one, the first thing. The first thing is supernatural. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The first thing is not work. The first thing is the supernatural. Work is important. It has its place, but it's Secondary. You must understand that. Are you somebody? You can't put work above the supernatural. What is the gospel to the poor? 2 Corinthians chapter, me, I just make it Saint Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, and 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. That is the key to the supernatural and prosperity. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. That though he was what? Rich. Yes, through. That though he was what? Rich, yet he became poor, that through his what? Poverty, we might become what? Rich. Glory to the name of the Lord. Dr. Luca said that life is spiritual. Praise the name of the Lord. Sin is the root of poverty. Are you here, somebody? Well, the first poverty of Jesus is that he came to this earth and he took off a natural human body. You know what it means? Even though he lived in a sinless body, do you know what it means for God to be encased in the flesh? Oh, dear Lord. That's poor, poor, poor. Even though he did not see you no... Know, he was, a, he was sinless. But his operation was so limited. God being limited by human flesh. Those sinless flesh. The second poverty like you know is that he took your sin and my sin. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. I said, oh, my God. Glory to the name of the Lord. And in paying for our sin and being raised from the dead, he dealt with the root of lack. Sir, The root of lack is sin. Are you here, somebody? Yes, the roots of lack is sin. glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Yes. See, I understand all these works matter, not harder. I'm not, listen, I understand. But when you want to deal with the spirit of poverty, it is the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. There are many people who are so educated. I've seen tons of them. We deal with tons of them. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you here, somebody? That this issue, this issue, this issue of money, praise the name of the Lord. Or physical, financial resources is a challenge. But there's something that happens when you understand that the root of this thing has been dealt with. That anointing can rest upon your labors. Oh, dear Lord Jesus Christ. Are you here, somebody? Then 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Glory to God. God is able. I said, God is able. To make all grace abound towards you. So that you all the time, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. Praise the name of the Lord. So we honor the Lord with our financial resources. He receives our faith. But because he does not spend money, there is a, there is a, there is a, there is a, a, how do I call it? An activation of financial grace. Are you here, somebody? And the grace of God makes great. Are you here, somebody? As I said, praise the name of the Lord. As I said, praise the name of the Lord. As I said, praise the name of the Lord. Now, can I take it one step further? We already know this, but let me just still say, praise the name of the Lord. When it comes to your personal financial prosperity, if you really want to break out, what breaks you out is the money you put in your prophet's hand. Okay, well. I advise you that as consistent as your income is, make sure your money goes to your pastor's hand. And your pastor is not the trendiest or the one that wears Gucci or the one that speaks the best language. He's the one that God chose for you. You don't choose your pastor. God chooses your pastor. Because in the place that God plants you is the place where you thrive. Are you here, somebody? A dear man of God was recently sharing with me and he's a great gospel psalmist. How that he was very famous and well-known everywhere, but he was wondering why he was still broke. My money was not staying. He said God started teaching him. I said he started making allowance every month and he said he was stretching himself. And he said he would calculate his offerings or he would calculate his seed and everything. He said he'll give every month, he'll give to his pastor, give to his pastor's wife, give to his mother, give to his father. He had those parents alive and all that. He said, God showed him. He said, that was what God showed him personally. And he said, it was a stretch at first. He said, but after a while, after a few months, he said, something broke. He said, money just started coming to him. He said, mysteriously. (laughs) Just, and he was, and said, I, I, I was just keeping quiet because I know we have, God has taught us these things and things like that, but you know, I was, I was looking, I like hearing these things from people's testimony that's not coerced. I hear somebody. When it comes to your personal financial prosperity and breaking out, it's not your skill, it's not your wisdom. God has set this thing in a certain way. It's money in the anointed over your life's hands that pushes you out. Believe the Lord your God, so shall you but be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Push forward, break out. So that pushing forward and break out you want to enter that level stay there move to the next level stay there move to the next level you establish it move to the next level just keep doing business with the anointed in your life yeah. that's the way it works that's why if you notice one of the greatest attacks right now in Nigeria is against the is against ministers of the gospel and against giving particularly to ministers yeah. are you here somebody go and study it Hosea chapter twelve, verse 3 said, by a prophet God brought Israel out of Egypt by a prophet were they preserved yeah. God has his system. God has his way. Are you here, somebody? You do business with the anointed in your life. Are you here, somebody? I say, don't do it half-hazardly. Do it intentionally. Start at where you are and grow. Generosity is not a, a, a matter of how much you have or will not compete with anybody. It is, when God counts generosity, is how much you have left after you give. That's why the widow with two mites there. Jesus was there looking at the offering. I wonder what would have happened today if somebody would come and look at the offering. They'll say, hey, look at this, this new generation church. You see, they've come again. They've come again. Jesus was there looking at the offering and everything. And he saw this widow. There was nothing in the text to suggest to us that she was a widow. I guess Jesus must have discerned that by the word of knowledge. He saw the money that she put there. I guess he must have deserved that this was the last she had. Because she didn't have it in her head that this is the last I have. And she put it in there. And Jesus said she has given more than everybody else there. Are you here, somebody? Yeah. So you start from where you are. I've had testimonies of people coming. And every day, they, every, every month, they just come and give their pastors or their pastor a crate of eggs. This, or that, and that. Some of them have become millionaires. Some of them are billionaires today. Because from the crate of eggs, it will change. Are you here, somebody? So it will be a case of dollars. Soon soon to be a cat Look, you just 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 follow God's supernatural wisdom. In this earth, we reign by the anointing of God's Spirit. Are you here, somebody? Let the let, let, let the anointing of God's spirit rest upon everything else. The structures and systems and necessary things that you have in your life. Let the anointing of God's spirit rest upon it. You cannot you cannot go higher than God's wisdom. Are you here, somebody? That's why some people that don't get English too much, they just be reigning and ruling over something. Eh? In our country, that's why it's za, zi, za, za. You just say za. Za. I mean, it's the part of chem- chemistry. Za, za. You'll be angry, but they're ruling. Because the church is just book and book and book. we like, oh, the book, 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 book. But some idiots are ruling. I'm not saying don't do the book. Get the anointing. There's something they understand. Are you somebody? They don't have anointed, though, so, but there are people that they, they don't joke with it, so. I'm not saying we should go and steal the nation's resources. But when these people enter a place, they believe that every allocation there goes towards them. They will take money like this for allocation location and go and build their house of worship. I'm not saying that we we'll go and steal, but I'm saying that we must we, we must honor what God has given to us. Oh, hallelujah! You don't rule by toco, it's the anointing you rule by. Are you here, somebody? So the gospel is preached to the poor that they can rise above that place. Are you here, somebody? <laughs> you see, I'm not saying we shouldn't give or we should do anything, but you see, sometimes this sentimental, I'm not saying we shouldn't be philanthropic, but sometimes this sen- sentiment, sentiment has been so many things. So many things. I'm not saying we shouldn't give to widows and everything, but God's prescription to widows in the scripture was never that you should give them a basket or a hamper at Christmas. God's prescription of widow was that they should give to the anointed so that they'll be poor no more. Well, don't say amen, but I'm just I'm just telling you the way it is. It's not what the prophet gives to the widow that makes her. Because she will spend that hamper. And I'm not saying we shouldn't give, we will give. But it's not what makes them. Are you here, somebody? I Are you here, somebody? Some are do business with the anointed. Oh, dear Lord. I've been too long on this. Maybe I'm just, I'm just hooked in this. Do business with the anointed. oh! Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said do business with the anointed in your life. oh! If at whatever level you are, you'll just keep climbing the wrongs. You'll just keep supernaturally keep climbing the wrongs. And like Dr. Nuka said, as you climb the wrongs, also make sure you get the necessary training to stay there. So the, but the training is important, but I say it any day, anytime It is secondary to the anointing. Because what people, keeps people up there is not, it's not training, it's the anointing. Are you here, somebody? But people puts people in places of influence and control. It's not training. It's the anointing. Yes, you need the training, but the training is secondary to the anointing. Are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? Now, can we continue this? Preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus was saying was this is the nature and character of this, let's say, grace that he brought. Are you here, somebody? This is the DNA of the thing. It's all good news. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So it's supposed to renew our minds. It's supposed to renew our sensibility. It's supposed to renew our expectation. I expect to collide with acts of God's mercy and favor every single day. Oh, hallelujah. I expect money to come to me every single day. Because I'm constantly giving. I'm constantly doing business with the anointed in my life. Are you here, somebody? So I'm expecting this thing. Glory to God forevermore. I said, glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Does that mean I'm not prudent? Does that mean I don't have a budget? I have a budget, praise the name of the Lord. Even though I don't use it many times, but at least it guides me, praise the name of the Lord. It guides me. But it's not going to put me in prison and regulate me. Okay, verse 18. Okay. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So healing is in the gospel. Whether emotional, whether physical, is in the gospel. Glory to God. To preach deliverance to the captives. Hallelujah. And recovering of sight to the blind. Glory to God forevermore. To set at liberty them that are bruised. I said to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. This was the jubilee. Or is the jubilee. I said this is the jubilee. I said, this is a jubilee. You can read that if you have not done so already in Leviticus 25. We don't have the time to do that this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. But let me just read one or two things from Leviticus 25. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, you know, all of that was documented. And Jesus, the fulfillment of all of that. Are you here, somebody? So what he literally came to tell the Jews, I'm that jubilee you're looking for. No more need for this. I am that Jubilee. And this is what God has always wanted to declare and manifest. Praise the name of the Lord. Leviticus 25, let's look at verse um, 8. Hallelujah. I said, 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 Hallelujah i say hallelujah i say hallelujah sir we rule and reign by the anointing no please when i talk like this don't think i'm against structures or systems or education i'm training i'm not i'm not praise the name of the lord but we rule and reign by the anointing and when it comes to an anointing your relationship with the anointing your life is critical and key and the relationship is substance are you here somebody It's honor through substance. But look at this. Thou shalt number seven sabbaths of years unto thee. Seven times seven years in the space of seven sabbaths of years shall be forty and nine years. Well, basically the Jubilee is all about Jesus, um, you know, in the law of Moses. And you know, all of these things are descriptive of Christ. The Old Testament is Christ, like we know, concealed, right? The New Testament is Christ revealed. Okay, the Jubilee, the, the idea of it was simply that, okay, God had a system for his people. And he wanted to teach them that He is their source. So, if you plow a field, you do seven years or six years. In, after six years, you leave the seventh year without plowing. Don't sow anything there. And he said, in that seventh year, what 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 you get is something that will grow off itself. Meaning that God is trying to tell the people that I can take care of you. Oh, I am your source. Because if we don't plow the field this year, how are we going to survive? But he said, no, I can take care of you. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why we don't just work, 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 work. We rest. Because rest is productive, physical and spiritual. Are you here, somebody? Resting when you should, not laziness, not laziness, please. Resting when you should, because there's a season that God opens to you and you work. Like now, as God opens us up to new seasons of favor, you're going to work like you've never worked before. But you're going to work in the grace of God. Yeah, some of you to keep up with the favor of God. You might might work all night for weeks and then go on a vacation. Because you have to understand, when God opens a window for you, you don't just sit and say, I've entered my Sabbath. Now, sometimes the Sabbath is that you run with God. And you you do, and God's grace comes upon you, and you do what you need to do in that season to take advantage of that opportunity, then you rest later. Guess okay, so what? I understand. But, typically, you must rest, because rest is a proof that God is your source. If not, You wear yourself out as if you're the one getting the results. Yes, you have your place of responsibility, but rest is a demonstration of faith when you need to rest. Oh, hallelujah. So those seven years continued seven times, seven times, seven. God said, when you reach the 49th year, going in that cycle, the 50th year is the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. And that year of Jubilee has to do with recovery and Restoration. Lost things restored. Oh, hallelujah. Lost years restored. And God said, in this Jubilee, if in case somebody had an issue, maybe they had to give out their land or they had to give out their whatever it is, their children, whatever, unfortunately in those days, um, to, to get money or something, they were in some kind of crisis and they lost their family inheritance or they lost their, 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 their properties or things like that. And when Jubilee time comes, there is a commandment. Are you somebody? That everything should be restored. Oh, hallelujah. I said, everything should be restored. So even though these people gave out their lands and they defaulted, that jubilee is a time of favor, grace, mercy, forgiveness, restoration. All of these things are mixed. Are you here, somebody? And then God even said to the extent that you calculate what profit they should have made in that time. You that bought it legitimately. Calculate what profit they should have made in that time. Don't only give them back the property, but give them the profits they should have made on that property. Are you here, somebody? And I will take care of you who did that. But God was trying to demonstrate something about his nature. He said, in that, this is... So they, they, they shout or they blow the ram horn, the horn or trumpet of Jubilee, praise the name of the Lord. Every 50 years. And everything was reversed. It was like a fresh start, an opportunity for restoration. Now, this was a demonstration, the natural of who and what Christ is in redemption. Oh, hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So when he came and he was reading from Isaiah 61, he was saying, I am that Jubilee and guess what from the day you receive christ or from the day he was raised from the dead that jubilee trumpet has been blowing glory to god actually it was blowing from the time he came into this earth but it was activated from the time he was raised from the dead so right now we are in jubilee oh hallelujah let's renew our minds to that that when we enter into listen i'm not saying that when you make step into mistakes. Of course, there are always lessons to be learned. I'm not saying you should be foolish and not learn mistakes and repeat them. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that when it comes to restoration, don't think it's going to take God 20 years to fix 20 years challenge. When it comes to restoration, when it comes to God acting on your behalf, you must be jubilee minded. You must be grace minded. Oh, I see you overtaking in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what is supposed to rewrite our mind in the New Testament. Are you here, somebody? I first heard, just me personally, I first heard just Prince say that and it has so blessed me that grace is about supply. So when there's anything around about me and I thank God the way God gave it to Rev, there's a mighty supply. Yes. So we say, well, people of grace, we should always be supply-minded. So I love it when uh, Pastor Nugwa says she hates the word I can't. It's not a grace word. Are you here somebody? Yes, say I can. I can. Say there's more than enough. You know, there's something about speaking and training yourself. Training yourself. I heard Reverend Tukula say, and I put it into our confessions in church. I have no money problems. And I'll never have any money problems. You know, this thing is about training. You know, it's about training. You know, it's about training. Every field has a way they train. Every field has their language. It's training. Are you here, somebody? We have to train ourselves in grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Like, by thinking right and speaking right. Glory to God forevermore. I said, glory to God forevermore. So Jesus came here and this was, this was the characteristic of this jubilee that he came to bring. And he said, I am that one. This is how I want you to think. If in all of these things Jesus came to do, there's not one bit of bad news. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything is about restoration. Everything is about recovery. Glory to the name of the Lord. I said, glory to the name of the Lord. So I was thinking about that and th- those words burnt in my spirit and broke forth and as they rose up in my spirit, I, I gave expression to them. I started singing, dancing, shouting and declaring, oh, the free favors of God profusely abound to me. Are free financial favors! And I'm not ashamed to say I believe in work, I believe in discipline. I said free finances come to me in the name of Jesus. And guess what? They began to come from everywhere. <laughs> Glory to God forevermore. Oh my God, my God, my God. Listen. Well, I know you're, you're well taught here and we're just trying to stay on course and stay in our lane. So nobody's saying you should be lazy. Nobody's saying you should not be disciplined. Nobody's saying you should not be prudent. Praise the name of the Lord. But man, you must allow these free favors of God mentality to, dom- to, to dominate your life. I am convinced beyond any shadow of doubt that somebody is going to exit this year with the greatest testimonies of their lives. That there are things that people have been trusting God for for a long time. That are finding their way to your door front. I believe that with the whole of my heart. So I came to declare to us. Again, praise the name of the Lord. Family, the free favors of God. Profusely abound towards you. There is a prodigal manifestation of God's blessing. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please receive this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that between now and the end of this year, oh, we receive it, Lord. I said, We receive it, Lord. I said, Receive it, Lord. God is going to mark you with a material miracle to break the limits of your mentality, to bust loose your mentality. No matter what level you've experienced the goodness of God, I believe that before this year ends, God will mark you and mark us with a material miracle. Yeah. Listen, some of those the definitions that are there. Something that you don't think you need. I told you yesterday when God did some things for me, he told me, let me determine what you need and what you don't need. Yes, I understand planning. I understand planning. I understand living in your season of life, your phase of life. But I, I sense in my heart that there's, there's an acceleration. God is increasing the rate of results in the body of Christ, especially to the faithful ones. Because, because like Reverend saying, the time is short. I, I see, I've been seeing an acceleration in my spirit. I've been seeing a quickening of the pace. Some of you are, go- are just going to take one step in the promptings of the Spirit, but you're going to take that step in the anointing of God's Spirit, and that step will be equivalent of 10 steps. Some others, you take a step, it will be equivalent of 100 steps. Some others, you take a step, it will be the equivalent of 1,000 steps. The free favors of God profusely abound. Are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? Glory to God. Some of you are going to start buying property at your price. And your pace. I don't care if somebody paid a billion naira for it. They come to you and they say, how much can you give? And you almost feel like you're being foolish. You say, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand. They say, how bad? This property, I bought you one billion. So that's why I can give you a hundred thousand. Oh, glory to God. This thing has happened though. What I mean in this, it has happened though. And then you say, No, I'll give you $100,000 after my. So, okay, give me the money. He said, But I'm going to give you 5 k every month. I'm not joking here. Oh. oh, dear Lord Jesus Christ. The free favors of God profusely abound. He's reckless, he's prodigal. His grace towards you. Praise the name of the Lord, especially to the faithful. Glory to God forevermore. Are you here, somebody? God has a big work to do ahead of A big work to do. Glory to the name of the Lord. And God is doing a quick work. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. One of the definitions of that word is lavish, luxuriant. I I seem to hear God tell me over the past few weeks, just renew your mind to it. That's why I love it when everyone's talking about condemnation and shock. When are you ever going to be ready? Let me tell you, you get ready when the word of the Lord comes to you. And those of us who came to camp meeting this year were ready. I said, you're ready. The way you are, you're ready. Say, I'm ready. Say, I'm ready for God's luxuriant, extravagant, unqualified favor. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's upon me. The sacrifice of Christ has made me ready. And a word, in this word that has come, these words that are coming in season in this, in this, in this time have made me ready. Hi! I see a multiplication of testimony. Oh, I see people shouting. Hey, Somebody going to cry, but it's a different kind of cry. Before your cry was a cry of pain. Now your cry is a cry of your your te- God is wiping. See, God wipes. When he say God wipes away your tears, He wipes away the painful tears, but you will still cry. Oh, He will not wipe. There are tears of joy. Oh, there are tears of pain. Oh, I see a different set of tears now. It's tears of joy. I You see, when we come to meetings like this, as these sessions are going, let's just receive glory to God. I said, Glory to God. I see God bringing things into your life that you have thought, well, you know, it's not a necessity for me. But you know, God is so good. I said, God is so good. You think you're not ready, but you're ready. And it's coming in fast and furious. Fast and furious. See, God is going to do things before this end that will mark you. It will, you know, there's something that happens, it rejects your mind, it just shakes you into it. because many times, you know, you don't know how much God has worked on you, but in the mercy of God, He brings these things to, to help show you how He thinks of you right now, where He has placed you right now. And many times, many times we sell ourselves too short. Glory to God. But I hear my spirit, there's a quickening of pace, there's a quickening of pace. There's 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 an increase in the rate of results. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we appropriate this marvelous grace. Thank you Lord. The free favors of God profusely abound. And I receive it. I don't know about you. Can you say the free favors of God? Profusely abound to me. Say the reckless prodigal extravagance of God. I receive it now in the name of Jesus. If you receive it, then shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you receive it, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. Finally, I'll say this the Lord quickly in my heart. Recently, I and said, if you keep thanking me for all I've done in the past and all I'm doing now, then there will be such a rapidity in the in the recovery of lost grounds and the word he gave me was for the rest of this year and that's what I came with I believe my assignment is for the rest of this year I mean this time frame of course it could, it could be a blessing and will be a blessing in the year coming but I believe that God is not through with us this year please, my brother, my sister, thank God for all he has done for you from November, from January to now, and all he's doing now. Like Reverend was saying yesterday, never to realize the favor of God. I personally believe that if my wife gives me a toothpick, she didn't give me because I'm dearie or sweetie, God touch her heart. God touch her heart. I refuse to believe that anybody does anything for me. God touch Reverend's heart to ask me to be a speaker in Kambini. Not because I'm the best speaker, but it's, it's, it's a favor of God towards me. Okay? And God does that for us every day. The Lord said, if you will recognize my acts of goodness and thank me for them from your heart, from the start of this year till now. Because it's the word of the Lord that the Lord gave me. This thing I'm telling you, I've been declaring in church for the past, this last quarter. The Lord said, I will be better to you at the end of this year than I was from the start till now. And he said, if you you keep thanking me for all I've done for you from... The start of the year till now and all i'm doing for you today he said do that for the recovery of lost grounds and the recovery of lost years for you shall surely recover all and that's what i see i said that's what i see oh god is wiping your tears god is settling you god is establishing you god is increasing your rate of results i see a multiplication of testimonies Day by day, week by week, it's going to keep increasing momentum, just as the word of the Lord has been coming to us by God's servants, and you're living this year with a shout like you have never shouted before. Many of you, you are touching things that you have never touched in your life. You're seeing things you have never seen before. You're appropriating this grace. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The free favors of God profusely abound towards you. Be grace-minded, be supply-minded. There is a mighty supply. You are never upshot. You are always walking in abundance. Father, I thank you. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Put those hands together and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Thank you.